welcome to Digication Scholars Conversations. I'm your host, Jeff Yan. In this episode, you will hear part two of my conversation with Nathan Carpenter from Oberlin College. More links and information about today's conversation can be found on Digication's Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Full episodes of Digication Scholars Conversations can be found on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. You are about to hear part two of our conversation with Nathan Carpenter from Oberlin College. Please be sure to listen to our previous episode to hear part one of this conversation. It's 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 fascinating. I uh, one previous guest, um, uh, Joe Tranquillo from uh, Bucknell University. They are going through a similar type of curriculum sort of um, uh, renaissance. I feel you know that. Um, you know, he too was talking about, you know, this idea of, of, um, of, of having students be aware of the environment, being, being aware of, you know, building relationship with other people, um, being able to, um, you know, sort of uh, make these kind of decisions for themselves and, you know, build empathy and all of this stuff. And I, I, I really love the, the way that, um sort of curriculum design is going um i i sort of wonder you know how many programs and how many how many institutions are thinking about stuff like this you know because they, they really ought to be looking at programs like oberlin's or like i just said bucknell's um as that you are introducing sort of this how do you become a purposeful mission mission filled um person um sort of at and make sure that they get that at the right time so that you don't only think about it when you are you know trying to look for a job <laughs> mm-hmm. um you know um what a what a wonderful thing to to think about and and he and 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 Joe and I talked a little bit about being sort of almost like the core values that you instill into the into the student with the students, and then you know, um, and hopefully because the core value exists, then everything that they do, all the decisions that they make, um, are impacted by those core mm-hmm. values. Exactly, and and this is where um, you know, just to return to the portfolio piece a little bit this has been where our our partnership with digication has really enriched these programs in a lot of ways because you know what what we are um doing in in these portfolios that students are are building as part of these programs is is really helping to to draw those connections between the theory and the practice um and to uh you know be able to identify and articulate a problem, um, and then also identify and articulate a story about why you you are so passionate about that issue or about an experience you had of attempting to address that issue. Um, and having all that live in, in the same place right next to each other and in a way that um, uh, uh, can can be shared and archived and and built upon um, is is just so incredibly um, 
powerful. And and it you know, in thinking about our our programming here at Oberlin and and PAL and SOAR and and into programs for juniors and seniors, you know, it's it's our our goal in thinking about that curriculum as as well that that things really build into one another. Mm-hmm. So so much of the of the uh, kind of foundation we use in a program like SOAR is built upon what students did in in their first year in in their PAL cohorts in having conversations about you know how do you look at a course catalog of hundreds and hundreds of courses and think about right. what are the four that that I'm going to take this right. first semester and and um, what's the rationale that that I can articulate for that choice that's that's where it begins and then we build into these conversations you're talking about into thinking about okay what's a what's a, a, a an issue something that is really complex out in the world that I want to solve and how can my role in addressing that live at the intersection of what I've done in the classroom as well as what I've done outside the classroom and how can I make the most of um, all these you know incredible experiences that students have at Oberlin and mm-hmm. and really leverage them in in support of what you're saying in support of this uh, this this real passion for making the world a better place um, and again those are those are connections that um, that have always existed in those programs and are are drawn out so cleanly and clearly by yeah. um, adding this additional practice and, and this tool of, of right. keeping that reflection and, and that planning and, and that action, you know, all recorded and, and archived and, and displayed on, on these portfolios. Yeah. Well, it, it's, you know, it's, it's like integrative learning, but, but you're also integrating the whole sort of, you know, mission and purpose and all of that into the integrative learning part. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times I think that in the past, a lot of integrative learning happens, or at least in academic settings, it, it feels like that, oh, if in my math class, you can use that example of, of, of what's going on in the real world and, and then and going to the finance class and then this, that, you, you've mm-hmm. made connections. And I think those connections are, are good you know, but I think the connections that you're making is just in a it operates in a slightly different spectrum because it's it's non-academic. It's almost about sort of the the you know the de- development of a of a brain. You know, your students are under twenty six, most of them, I think, and mm-hmm. and they are still sort of developing, and but they are also forming an idea of the world and creating values for themselves. And those are things that are, I would argue, a little less academic, but you're integrating that piece, which is what's so powerful, you know? Yeah, and if I could just add, too, to, you know, take off the peer advising hat and, and the Pell sore hat and um, thinking more within my uh, strategic initiatives role, one of the things that is happening, one of the curricular innovations that's happening at Oberlin right now, which is really exciting is where we've launched recently several new integrative concentrations, which mm-hmm. accomplish exactly what you're, you're talking <laughs> yeah. about, where um, in order to, uh, f- uh, for students pursuing an integrative concentration, they take a certain number of academic courses, 
um, and are also required to pursue an experience. Um, so an internship, a, a research experience, a community engaged project that aligns with the content of, of the integrative concentration and, and aligns with what they're thinking about in the classroom and, and gives them a chance to really put that, that theory into practice. Um, and then they document all of that on a portfolio and, and talk about, you know, really explicitly, here's how I took a, um, uh, a, a concept from my public health course and, and um, applied it in my internship experience or in the lab when, you know, working with yeah. a, a faculty member here. Um, and, and so it is just, it's, it's such, uh, it's just really an exciting time for, for that kind of, um, as you're saying, integrative learning. And, and it's really exciting to see so much of that happening at, at Oberlin. Yeah. Now, how do you keep your students engaged? I mean, I, I noticed that when I was, you know, work, talking to your students, they just seem really incredibly engaged. There is like a natural sort of a genuine interest in, 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 the, in, in the subject matters. And, and um, I, I know that that sometimes, you know, it's not something you can take for granted, you know, at all colleges and all places. Um, and I, I happen to think that students are naturally engaged, but then we some, usually what happens is that we lose them. Um, how do you, how did you not lose them and sort of <laughs> keep that engagement level like that? Yeah, well, I think the, the first, I agree with you that, that that first level is just being so fortunate to have, you know, awesome students who are really serious about their learning. Um, but you know, also like to have fun and and uh, bring their their whole authentic selves to to what they do um, is uh, so so a lot of this I I can't take credit for a lot of this is just the privilege of of working with um, awesome students. Um, I think what what I maintain a, a focus on at all times is. Is, is really thinking about what is the need that's being met by a particular program um, and ensuring that there's an alignment that, that as we're building programs and designing curriculum, that we're always having in mind um, the, the goals and, and the outcomes and, and what we want students to learn or achieve and ensuring that that's in, in alignment with um, uh, you know, either what what they also are thinking that that they need to learn or achieve, or if there is a moment where maybe we need to redirect them and say, no, this is actually a really important thing to be thinking about at this particular uh, you know point in your journey at Oberlin, that we are um, you know really really just just upfront and and transparent and. Um, uh, uh, I, I think that at Oberlin, as I imagine elsewhere as well, students um, respond really, really well to that. And um, the other piece too, which is you know particular to the programs I work with, with the the peer advising piece, um, mm -hmm. is uh, you know that that it's it's just fun. Like it's it's really awesome to observe uh, peer mentors and pals in action. 
and um, we are fortunate to have a real what I call it the um, the or, or many folks here call it we have this ethos of obies helping obies and uh, and that really rings true in these programs and um, we have have such a culture of uh, older students um, giving back who, who receive support when they were first and second years then turning around and, and giving that same support back um, and and it really is just this um, this culture and this ethos that we have on campus I gotta say that you know the students uh, being student mentors I don't know if you know how many of them, do it for this purpose you know i mean i think many of them probably are thinking about like it's a great way to give back because you know that's happened you know they've benefited from it before but that experience itself is also an incredible um experience to learn to be a leader to learn to model to learn to do all of that you know and and so you know it's like it's like the whole you know like you you give but you actually receive just as much um, you know, sometimes more, you know, uh, so that's, that's really, I think it's really wonderful that you have this opportunity for all of them. Have you ever thought about, um, sometimes I think about this, I think about this and it overwhelms me when I think about it, but have you ever thought about you over the next few years, you're going to have thousands of students have gone through this program and they're all going to start to do incredible things. They're all going to have very storied, meandering river journeys. Mm-hmm. And then they'll have, um, you know, they'll be unique. No, none of them will be alike. Um, but they will overlap and they will, you know, um, um, collaborate, hopefully, a little bit and inspire each other. Um, but at the end of the day, to me, having all these incredible journeys and stories in a recorded format, in a, you know, in, in, in this place, it, it feels like to me that it feels like to me that we've never had that before as, as a society to have careful, I mean, I mean, look, these portfolios are not, it's not like just a, it's not like a few Facebook posts or social share where you can sort of do it real quick. They are thoughtful. They are, they are, they're, they take work. They take, they take a lot of effort, you know, and I wouldn't even be surprised if some students while doing it are like, Oh, I have to do this, you know, (laughs) but, but it's, it's something that they, they push themselves or kind of like an athlete, you know, you push themselves and, and, and you get the results. But I almost feel like that at scale, we, we would not have seen this kind of integrative um, sort of approach to a lot of successes that are all documented in, in a place with hopefully some pretty rich media even, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even some videos. And I know some of your students were doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever thought about that? That's, that's sort of like an, in, almost like a, it's almost like a resource that we've never had before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if I, if I have thought about it in, in those terms, but it, it makes me think of, of so many things because, you know, you're absolutely right. We, we have had students make 
these incredibly rich portfolios, multimedia, um, you know, and and not just the media itself, but also really thoughtful reflection about um, the you know curatorial choices about what's been included and where it's been included on the portfolio. And I think that um, you know one of the the new frontiers probably at at all levels of education, including higher ed, is going to be thinking about how communication can can happen in a truly constructive way in in a digital space and um, communication and collaboration, I would say. And I think there's a lot of exciting work being done in a lot of places on that front. Um, and I think we also are seeing in lots of different ways the kind of destructive end of that spectrum and how um, communication in digital spaces can not be so great and, and cannot move us towards um, uh, you, you know productive collaboration. But, but I, I do think that there's a way that digital collaboration, you know, in thinking about whatever the future will look like, I mean, and, and this maybe is a, is a dramatic statement, but, you know, it, there's a certain element to which it can, can function as that, that public square, which is so um, foundational to, you know, democracy even, um, and, and democratic processes. And so, you know, I... I, I, I don't want to say necessarily that, you know, digital portfolios will solve all what ails the Republic, but, um, but listening to you say that, I, I think that's a piece of what is really exciting to me about this kind of integrative learning and especially about seeing that integrative learning happening digitally and happen, uh, happening uh, collaboratively um, because I think those are skills that, as a as a society, um, and 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 as a country, we desperately need, and um, you know it it very well could be these students and and this kind of um, collaboration and and you know effective use of digital space that they're modeling that can guide maybe where where next steps could take us. Mm-hmm. No, I think that you're right. And that's one thing that I just got out of that is is the um, it's how unique that they all are and, and and but it comes with collaboration in addition to that. So it it just makes everything, you know, exponentially more more complex. Mm-hmm. Um, but it mm-hmm. it gives it it gives a it sort of it, it's almost like, you know, like when we hear about amazing stories about someone's success and we can idolize them, we can, well, some people vilify them, some people, you know, criticize them. Um, but when all these different stories, and we're talking thousands and thousands of them doing that, and they are... Um, interesting and hopefully beautiful and productive in the, all their own own, own ways um, you start to be able to draw patterns you start to be able to appreciate you know like you were saying democracy and and sort of the celebration of you know diversity like a true diverse truly diverse kind of um, 
you know, um, you know, river journeys of everyone, you know, um, I think that's really quite a, I don't know, it's quite a beautiful, beautiful scene. I, I, I still don't know what will come out of it, you know, um, but it overwhelms me to even just think about it um, mm-hmm. because we never had that resource before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think it can, you know, I, I share your, your sense of, of not knowing exactly <laughs> what, what it will look like. Um, but I think that whatever lessons are learned can be applied, you know, in, in so many other spaces as well. You know, I'm, I'm somebody who, who, um, for example, I don't think that, that social media is bad. I think social media can actually be an incredibly powerful tool, but what we need to think about is how do we use it? Because it's, it's here and can be, can be used for good, I think in so many ways, but I don't know if as a whole, we've, we've quite got our, our finger on that balance. The scales slightly tipped, you know, well, I, I will say that I agree with you and, but I would say that right now we have a um, one of the one of the the pieces to the puzzle is that the scale itself, mm-hmm. not the people that are being put on the scale, but the scale itself has um, a certain bias um, towards you know what creates the most amount of clicks because that creates the most amount of benefit financially for a private, you know, enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, that's probably what, you know, sort of creates a, creates an, creates a, an incentive for, for a tipped scale without, without the individuals using it, uh, having a, having, a, you know, almost like a little bit of a, a loss is a lost battle before you start because it's mm-hmm. tipped um, or, or things that you put in there, it gets further um, use almost divisively so that, you know, it's, 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 you know, you could have been just making a statement, but it, it gets put into a grouped into a context where it's used to further sort of, um, uh, 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 divide up, you know, sort of, uh, I, you know, um, uh, uh, the, you know, the societal, you know, ideas, whether they're good or bad, but just by having those kind of extremes is what seems to be benefiting, you know, some of the, uh, uh, um, the, the platforms themselves. I think that's where I worry about more, but at the same time, but what that, what that really means is that people, from or Berlin or people who go through, you know, the type of um, experience that you are giving them, um, are the ones hopefully will will spot that and help fix it, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's the hope. That's yeah. that's the hope for that's, sure. Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean, um, it, it, there's no doubt that I think that you know. Uh, a lot of, I think that a lot of good has come out of you know social media as well. Um, mm-hmm. I I just wish that you know um, we we lean heavier on the good side. <laughs> yeah, don't you? Ab- 
absolutely. And yeah. it's just, um, yeah, I think this is the, the kind of thing that I think about a lot and, and, and yeah. don't necessarily arrive at, at any answers around, but, you know, just thinking about this, in, the incredible mm -hmm. power of the idea that, that we can all be connected to each other instantaneously, like you and me right yeah. now through, through this screen, um, yeah. which is, is just amazing. Um, it is. And, um, you know, how, how, how can we be setting ourselves up and, and um, uh, to, to really just harness the, the power of that in, in ways that um, make the world better, that, that make our communities more inclusive um, and, uh, you know, move towards the, the, um, uh, a, a future where, where these, you know, challenges that we're seeing are, are being addressed. So, um, to, we are almost out of time, but to wrap up, um, you want to tell us a little bit about any, any future plans for any of your programs, PAL, SOAR, or others? Um, that you are thinking about, like new ideas that you're gonna you're gonna try out next. Seems like you're rebuilding something every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, certainly we will, um, as as always, um, you know, continue to uh, evaluate how how best these programs can be positioned to um, to to support students. I think um, you know we're we're at a model for both that is um, working really well and, and that we're getting really, really awesome feedback from students around. Um, and, uh, you know, one of the, the exciting pieces for me, you know, especially with um, thinking about the, the portfolio integration with these um, programs is, uh, you know, because our, our, our partnership with education is, um, you know, in the last couple of years, as you mentioned, we're getting to the point where um, uh, students will have moved through using portfolios at, for each of these programs. And so kind of the exciting curricular frontier in a lot of ways is how can we directly build on within that digital space, within the portfolios that, you know, for example, that first years are building through PAL to share with their academic advisor about their kind of academic goals um, and interests, how can that same portfolio then serve as the jumping off point for what they're doing their sophomore year in SOAR and what they're doing their junior year when they participate in the junior practicum, which is a, a program that um, we didn't even talk about that that comes out of our career development center. Um, mm -hmm. and, and how can we really clearly um, draw those connections uh, is... Um, something that that we are already doing and um, are excited to uh, continue to build on um, but uh, yeah and and beyond that you know I, I think that there was um, both pal and soar in in that first covid year in the 2020 21 year was entirely on zoom um, mm -hmm. and was you know really rewarding and and the students were as awesome as ever um, and the joy of of returning to doing that in person this year and um, 
getting to see everybody and and uh, be in the same space again. Um, there's there's just been so much momentum and and joy coming out of that, and um, that's another piece that that I'm just I'm I'm so excited to to be back to that and and to build on that momentum while as I mentioned earlier you know incorporating those really awesome pieces of of um, what we innovated out of necessity during that um, that COVID year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, out of the, you know, all these, you know, mentions of COVID, um, what I love about talking to you is that you also talked a lot about joy and how that in and of itself is something that, um, you know, that you celebrate, but you also see in your students and how they help each other and sort of this, you know, culture of joy. And I think that it's sometimes perhaps even a little bit under, under, underused, you know, in, in our mm-hmm. world. Um, joy is very much one of the, the things that we should all, you know, strive for. And, um, and, 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 and it should be a big part of, you know, what our program looks like. It should be one of our core values is to deliver that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I, I can hear that in you and I am, uh, I feel more joy um, having talked to you uh, today. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeff, and, and me as well. This has been a really awesome chance to just think and, and talk, and I, I always appreciate um, our, our opportunities to connect. All right. Well, Nathan, thank you again for being a Digication Scholar and coming onto this um, this podcast. And uh um, I hope that we get to do this again soon, um, and I can't wait to see what you you come up with next. Uh, it's uh, it's it's very very exciting for me to see, and um, I think that well, in a few years' time, we will see get to see what what it means when you have thousands of these uh, portfolios, each having you know these um, incredible stories in them, and uh, and I hope that maybe one of your students will figure out what to do with it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm sure they would would come on here and and have even better things to say than than me. <laughs> All right. Hey, um thank you Nathan and take care and I'll I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thanks so much, Jeff. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Digication Scholars Conversations is brought to you by Digication a technology platform powering the most innovative e-portfolio programs in K-12 and higher education. Our website can be found at digication.com. This episode was produced by Drew Albanicius and Jeff Yan. Thanks for listening.